the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Show me the money! Call now at 615-844-5600. Oh, righty then. Now, the McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin. Monday afternoon to you, and welcome into the McFarland Show. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Darren and Justin here with you for the next two hours. The Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Devlin is alongside as well. We were at Tuscombe Lanes. We had a great time at Strike and Spare. Sure did. Just down the road on Nolansville Pike on Friday. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, and and a, and a broadcast first for me. Uh, broadcasting live inside of a bowling alley, or excuse me, center. Excuse me, guys. Oh, my gosh. I did it again. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. Oh, my gosh. Hope Phil wasn't listening. center. Hello. hello. Apologies. Um, but it was a lot of fun you over there. You in certain. an alley. That's true. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. Using wasn't, that, wasn't that the, the reference? It was the reference, yeah. yes. Um but, yes, the bowling center was a lot of fun, and uh, they do a great job over there. And everybody, I mean, those guys can play in there. Those, those ladies and gentlemen inside of that place were throwing strikes more than spares. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, and that is the goal, to try to throw more strikes than spares. And uh, it's a little, little bit easier said than done, <laughs> at least in my case. We were so pumped up after sitting there and being teased for two hours during a show on Friday we decided to go bowling yesterday. Okay, how'd it go? And I didn't bowl very well. You no. didn't bowl very well? No. Did you break 100? I did. Okay. But I could have done better. Okay. Yeah. Just, it was like 125. Oh, just got it's over pretty weak. Yeah. yeah. Pretty weak. Not quite, yeah. Pretty embarrassing. Mm. Life beat me. Oh. Yeah. Okay, well, that happens at times. She bowled like a 159. Oof. Yeah. Smoked me. And sp- spiked the bowling ball right there in your face, huh? Yeah, she did. She mm. did. Um, mm. They had... The Buffalo Cincinnati game on, yeah, everywhere, yeah. Okay, and of course we're having a good time. We're eating, we're drinking, we're bowling, and we're watching Buffalo and Cincinnati. You know our conversations last week. Yes, I, I just cannot believe that Cincinnati just dominated Buffalo, just yeah. dominated them. Yeah, I, I that is not the game I expected to see. You could tell early on Buffalo, Josh Allen was off. But, you know, so we've seen teams off. I mean, Jacksonville certainly looked off for a half, and then they came back and won. Mm-hmm. It's not like in this league, as we've talked about, you can't come back. Yeah. But there was no coming back. I mean, Buffalo just looked flat. Yep. They just, I don't know, out of sorts. And there's no way you could have convinced me that Cincinnati would just absolutely put their foot on Buffalo's throat and just choke them out. They came out there with a point to prove, and they did a chip it. on their shoulder. Uh, a lot of, There's been a lot of talk about whether or not the NFL may have gassed them up a little bit by uh, releasing these uh, tickets neutral for site. sale, these mm-hmm. neutral, di- uh, neutral site tickets for sale, and whether or not they may have played a factor. Uh, but I will say this, and I have not said – I did not say this last week, but – uh, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this now. As far as Buffalo is concerned, 
you know, my favorite baseball team on earth, the Chicago Cubs, won the World Series in 2016. They did so on the road in a Game 7 against your beloved Cleveland baseball team. I am convinced to this day, Darren, if that game was played in Wrigley Field, the Cubs would have lost the game. I'm convinced the only reason the Cubs won that game is because the game was on the road in Cleveland. And if Cleveland was at Wrigley Field, they would have won the World Series that year. There is so much pressure in some of these uh, what I call championship drought cities to win one of these things that when you get at home, that pressure starts building up and all of this stuff, you know, DeMar Hamlin and, you know, the emotional tribute and, oh, my goodness, and the fans are going crazy and this is the year finally. We get everything. Kaboom. It's too much pressure. It's it's just too much pressure on the Buffalo Bills. And I believe if that, you know, and this sounds silly, but I think that game was in Cincinnati we may have seen a little bit more pop and fire out of the Buffalo Bills. I think it was just too much at home. I don't know. I'm starting to wonder if Cincinnati, you know, Cincinnati definitely seems like they're on a mission to say, hey, last year was not a fluke. Oh, Good yeah. for them. Yeah. By the way, with what played out on Saturday, Trevor Lawrence finally lost his first Saturday game, by mm-hmm. the way. Yeah. We, we learned that. Yes. They Tony Smith on last week, and I, I still couldn't believe that stat. And he said, that is absolutely true. Well, it's not true anymore. No. Trevor Lawrence has finally lost on a Saturday. But because of the injury, I haven't looked at the line. Have you? I have not looked at it. No. I know it's at Kansas City, and I know it's going to be really, really cold. But if I – well, I know what they're trying to do with lines, so I shouldn't – Cincinnati should be the favorite. I don't think they are. I can look it up. I'm trying to look it up now. I'm trying to get to the – I believe they're a one-point underdog. They're one point. Okay, so that's ba- – I mean, it's in Kansas City. So, basically, the odds makers are saying, yeah, Cincinnati. We we yeah. actually believe more in Cincinnati than we do Kansas City because, you know, I mean, look, it's the best quarterback in the league. It is. They can say whatever they want. We've experienced high ankle sprain in this market. Oh, yeah. Okay? Ryan Tannehill went through it. How'd that work out? Not so much. But His season are, was shut down because of a high ankle sprain. There are degrees of it, though. There's severe high ankle sprain versus a minor. High. There, there are there are degrees of the high ankle sprain. Everybody I've talked to says high ankle sprain. Ugh, that's yeah. literally the reaction. Ugh, yeah, not good. Yeah. It, by the way, how come when we were growing up, it, there was never a high ankle sprain? It was just I don't an ankle know. Sprain. You just you turned your ankle. But somehow we went to high ankle sprain. You just like, you, oh no, oh turn, no. Yeah, you turned your ankle. Did you right. hear a pop? Did you hear right. a pop? No, you didn't yeah. hear a pop. Okay, it's probably okay then. Yeah, just put some ice on it and uh, come now on we back have tomorrow. A fancier, a fancier term for an ankle sprain. Yeah, high ankle. high ankle sprain. I mean, ooh, ooh, it's a real thing. He got out there and hobbled around. Oh, it's real and made it happen. Look, they can shoot him up, they can wrap him up, and he may play. But may. who's kidding? Who? <laughs> well, I know they're saying that, but he's going to play. Okay, get out of here. There is no way. You're going to have to die him down somewhere. There's no way in the world he's going to stand on the sideline and watch it go. If he's in the stadium, he's going to play. He can start out. It doesn't mean he's going to finish the game. It's going to be really, really hard. Don't forget, Chris Johnson, not to bring back bad memories. He went into that game with a bad ankle. Yeah. And, boy, those old Ravens, those dirty birds – 
I know the Dirty Birds used to be in Atlanta, but there were Dirty Birds in Baltimore. Oh, yes, there here, were. Oh, boy. That playoff game because Jeez. I watched them crank on his ankle, Ugh. and he left to go get it checked out at the beginning of the second quarter, and he did not return. I, it, that was a playoff game. It, it's a little different in that CJ is a running absolutely back. needed his ankle. He's a running back. I yeah. get it. But I mean, Patrick Mahomes, look, part of the the thing, you know, the it yeah. about Patrick Mahomes is his ability to run around sure. and do crazy things. It is part of his it, but it is not all of it with him. He's not Lamar Jackson. You know, Lamar Jackson needs – if he, Lamar Jackson don't have that, it's – he needs that, yeah, true, but it's not the entire episode of Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes can certainly, with his arm talent, beat you from the pocket uh, just by finding the soft zone. Now, here's the key for, for Cincinnati with this whole thing. If they can find a way to stop Jason Kelsey, if they can triple team, Travis. I would send excuse me. Jason thank will be you. playing He's later in Philadelphia. Travis Kelsey. But they're both playing. They are both playing, so I'm not totally off. It's a good bloodline. Yeah, uh, yes. And, and similar if And you apparently know, a funny podcast. You know, apparently. And you know, if the 49ers could find a way to stop uh Travis Kelsey, I think they'll be in good shape or Jason Kelsey or whomever. I think they'll be in good shape as well. Well, are you predicting Kansas City and Philadelphia? Did you because you or you said the 49ers stopping. So that would be, you're predicting San Fran versus I'm not Kansas predicting City. anything right now. Well, you said the 49ers need to stop Travis. Yes, I did say that. I did. But okay. I'm not necessarily predicting anything at this particular moment in time. All I'm saying is, if they can find a way to stop you know, the big tight end for, for, for Kansas City, uh, number 87 there. Yeah, it goes by Travis. Yes. Yep. If they can find a way to bottle him up, contain him. As, I'm talking about triple teaming him. Uh, you know, Can and you let the that, wide though? receivers be – well, what which Kansas City wide receiver has shown you the ability to beat you this year? Who's I thought that? Travis was going to have 20, 20 catches on Saturday. Yeah. But didn't Jacksonville know that? I mean, doesn't everybody know he is their biggest threat? Yeah, but I think, you know, sometimes I think these defensive coordinators outthink themselves. They think, oh, we got it covered by doing this. No, no, you, you don't. don't. No, you don't. No. Send the ent- – listen, I would with Patrick Mahomes and that ankle, I would dare Patrick, Patrick Mahomes and wide receiver one or two to beat us today. And, you know, if we can hold Kelsey to, you know, to, to four or five catches. I wouldn't catches, even worry about wide receiver one, quite honestly. Just listen. Just let him go. Just, I mean, I'm sending everybody. I'm sending whoever the KC mascot is, the, the wolf guy. I'm putting him on them too. Anybody who wants to, if the Hunt family wants to come down and get a few reps, they can come. Everybody, anybody who wants to get on Kelsey, make sure you know you don't you don't come get him. That, yeah, that's all I'm saying. Just make sure you stop him. Well, at the all Hunt costs. family is not going to go against Mahomes. That's true. Or, or Kelsey. I said that incorrectly. That's yeah. correct. They're going to protect those guys. They are going to protect. Yes. So I, if I was Cincinnati, I would not suit up the Hunt family at all because <laughs> they will not help them. <laughs> They will not help the Bengals. No, they won't. I wouldn't even worry about wide receiver one. I really wouldn't. I Juju, mean, Kadarius Tony, which, you know, Kadarius has kind of looked okay. So sure. pretty good. So looks like he's starting to cut. Those guys aren't even close to the threat. Yeah, those guys aren't Travis dangerous. Kelsey. Those guys aren't going to beat like you, Travis though. Kel- right, Travis Kelsey beats you. Those cats, I wouldn't worry about them beating you. Travis Kelsey's the one you got to worry about beating you. Patrick Mahomes is the one you have to worry about beating you. Mm-hmm. I was surprised, to your point, 
that Jacksonville, they didn't put more pressure on him when he was yeah, out there. I, I thought they would I, I thought they would I thought they would change their plan, their game plan a little bit. Get a little bit more aggressive up front. I think Kansas City went max protect in a lot of cases and they did a good job. Their offensive line did a very good job uh, putting up a, a, a huge wall of protection uh, behind uh, Mahomes there and making sure that, you know, that didn't go to another level uh, where it could have gone there. They did a good job. They're just a good, they're a good team, obviously. Very good team. So we're down to four teams. We are. Kansas City, Cincinnati, San Francisco, and Philadelphia. So just for giggles. Because I haven't even looked. Let's look at our last top ten. Oh, boy. I had San Francisco one. You had Kansas City one. Okay, so they're both still alive. Mm-hmm. We both had Buffalo two. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I had Philly three. You had San Francisco three. I had Cincinnati four. You had Philadelphia four. So, other than Buffalo, three of our top four. Yeah. Right here in the championship games. Yeah. And again, I I just I didn't see that. I, there's no way I would have thought Cincinnati was just going to absolutely dominate Buffalo. I mean, did I think they could win? Yeah, I thought there was a sure. chance yeah, they could win. Yeah. Sure. There I had them fourth in my final rankings. Yeah, they I can mean, win. clearly I was on the Cincinnati bandwagon. Yeah. They them and San Francisco were the two hottest teams going into the playoffs. Without question. But just in the fashion no. No chance. See the I, domination there? No chance. By the way, did I not call 49ers Cowboys under? You did. And it was pretty easy. And it was under. It was pretty easy. It was way under. Yeah. Because wasn't the under? Was it was it like 40? 46? Jeez. 48 or something. It, it was way under. It was high 40s. Mm. And I was like, yeah, no. That's that's going to be the under. I mean. I think it was 46. You're talking about, listen, two fan bases – in crisis right now are the Buffalo Bills and the Dallas Cowboys. Yes. I mean, they are, the, those fan bases I totally agree are trying – I mean, if you're the Titans fan base here, you, we, we all kind of knew what the Titans were here, you know, and, and we were just kind of hoping and seeing if they can get into the playoffs and all that. Over-under was 46 and a half. Oh, whew. Hush. Yeah. It was, it was lower than that. It was lower. <laughs> yes, it was. Higher by or lower? A, by lower. a lot. Lower, Bob. Lower. Lower by a lot. Yeah. Um, it was lower a little bit. By four touchdowns. So, yeah. Or close to it. Or close to it there. Um, if you're, you know, if you're Buffalo and, and, uh, and, and Dallas, you're, you're just waking up this morning like, what are we going to do? This was our best pitch. Look, this, this was it. By the way, we didn't have Dallas. I had Dallas six. You had Dallas seven. We did well, not. We did not have Dallas. We didn't have Dallas as a Final Four in team, no, because well, you know, because of what they had already shown us. And but I mean, not even. I mean, they were like I said, six and seven. I they mean, they we, weren't. Well, they weren't consistent. No. And 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 here's and the Dak. Yeah. Was the same yesterday as he's been all year. I mean, he just was. He's got to find a way to make some of these plays, and he just doesn't. He just doesn't. Make plays in big moments down the stretch. Even, even I know the red zone interception is what everybody's talking about, and rightfully so. Yep. But 
even with that chance, not the not the Hail Mary at the end, but the actual chance there uh, before they kick the ball back to San Francisco late in the game with like four or five minutes left there. We had the chance to hit the receiver, and I forget which receiver it was there, over the middle of the field for like, you know, a large 35. If he just led the ball in the right direction, you lead the ball in the right direction, you hit the guy. You hit your guy, and you didn't. You led him back the wrong direction, and that's a throw. That you got a guy make, man. that makes forty million a year. Should you make. gotta make that throw, bruh. <laughs> you make forty million a year, bruh. You gotta make that throw. No ifs, ands, or buts. It's gotta I mean, happen. That's, I mean, by the way, his cap number goes up next year. So good luck with that. You get you gotta hit that, and he didn't, and, and that's a problem. That that is a problem because that shows you he cannot do what needs to be done when it needs to be done. So it's one thing to do it in week three against Arizona, and it's another thing to do it when you need it on the road in a big playoff situation against San Francisco. By the way, like your world championship predecessors, because here's here's the problem, Darren, when you get to this level, and I've said this always about the playoffs, you are judged against history here in the playoffs. If you're playing for the Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers, sorry, you're, you're playing with Roger Staubach and Don Meredith and, and Troy Aikman. And if you're the quarterback for the 49ers, sorry, there's Joe Montana and Steve Young. Sorry, you're going to be judged against them in those situations because you're wearing the uniform, you're wearing the colors, and, and he didn't measure up at all. No. We are wide open this first hour, so if you want to react to anything that happened in sports or in this area, have at it. Our phone line is wide open, 615 844 5600 844 5600 this is the show and the station where you can actually call in and talk and have a conversation we will do that um it's it's kind of a rare thing these days and in this market uh really because they're not really the hosts are not interested really in your phone calls they pretend like they are but they're not really that's not the case here on this show or this station so if you want to call in and talk about something let's do it there's rumors circulating around the Titans there is. and uh, a secondary, you know, Anthony Midget replacement, okay. right? The secondary coach, DB's coach. Yeah. We'll get into that. We'll talk a little bit more about uh, the hiring of Rand Carthon and, of course, take your phone calls. More of the McFarland Show next. Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the best of Rutherford County voting for best liquor store and top wine shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery, and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. 
Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-648-9175. When you're away from home and you want down-home cooking, Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel is the answer. Excellent, fresh, and local, just like Grandma used to make. Start your day with a Music City omelet and some prime rib hash. Or a cast iron waffle with Nashville hot chicken. For those wanting variety, hit the biggest breakfast buffet in Music City. And of course, the world famous Biscuit Bar. Start your day with the fresh, local, and down-home cooking of Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. Needing a snow day? How about a dough day? Instant games from the Tennessee Lottery are bringing winning flurries and drifts of cold, hard cash. With chances at breathtaking top prizes up to $4 million, sled to your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer and score a chance at a dough day. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Coming off his second straight SEC win, this one at the bank. Clark Lee, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, this is my favorite time of the week to be with you guys, so I'm happy to be here. If you think that's not going to be on a promo, Clark, you are sadly mistaken, <laughs> Clark, sir. you just made the haters so furious, so thank you very much. <laughs> the Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. So the heavy rumor is that the Titans plan to hire Chris Harris, which is interesting because we had Chris Harris on last week. I don't think it's that Chris Harris. No? No. That that would be shocking. We did joke about Chris Harris. By the way, Chris Harris did uh, tweet at me and with a picture of Amy Adams Strunk being there, right? Because remember he made the comment. (laughs) He did. He would have shock face if she wasn't there. But, no, it's another Chris Harris, not the one at Channel 4. But he uh, is – this has been rumored all weekend, but nothing offi- – I haven't seen anything official of you. No. I've that, just seen uh, – And know, he's plans. been the DB's coach uh, for the Washington Commanders. Mm-hmm. It sounds like uh, from everything I've heard, people really like him. Uh, according to the uh, – Commander's Wire, which is run by uh, USA Today and their sports team here. Uh, As of two days ago, um, Chris Harris' new title with the Titans is going to be defensive pass game coordinator slash cornerbacks coach. Okay. What does that mean? I have no clue. (laughs) I don't know what the defense – first of all, okay, can we just address this real quick? 
these new terminologies like passing game coordinator, running game coordinator, now defensive passing, what what does that mean? Does that mean you're responsible for all coverages in the defensive passing What is that? I thought we just played defense. I guess only when they're passing. So, I mean, so so third and 16. So yes. if you're facing third and 16. Chris, what do you think? Chris, this is Chris Harris's. Coach Harris, what do you yeah, think? This is his. Third and 14. Yeah, this is think? his responsibility now to shift to whatever. Because this is this is the passing. Hey, they're going game. on it. Fourth and 14. Coach Harris, what do you think? Obvious passing situation here. I guess. I mean, I don't know. Okay. On the same end, is Tim Kelly then responsible for all the Titans' third and 14 calls? Because he's the passing game coordinator. I. That's a great question. So on I third and 14, does that mean? Coach Kelly, this is your call. What do you think? Third and 14, what, what, what are you calling here? Yeah, let's go to screen. He's calling the screen. I don't know. And what if, like, Coach Harris tries to get on in the conversation on third and one? Do they tell him, to, hey, Back off. This is not your situation. This is not your this is the this passing. Is the, this is third and one. You're the passing guy. We don't need to hear this from you. This is not you. a passing situation. Back off. Go I, I don't know. Okay. I really don't. Okay. I, I these are questions that these we are have. new these are new things to me. These I don't know when this came we have up. On the McFarland. I don't know when this came up. Yeah. I don't know when this was invented into the sports lexicon, I think but it here was we are. The same time that the high ankle spring came came about. <laughs> Let's go to the phone, 615-844-5600. Let's go down to Columbia. Nate. Nate, what's going on? What's up, guys? Good Monday afternoon. It's a nice day outside. Yes, it is. So I I was going to ask about a certain catch that was not ruled a catch yesterday in the Bengals game. But I won. But after y'all were just talking about this, whatever this job title is going to be, are we sure the Titans weren't part of the uh, catch, creating the catch or no catch rule? Because it seems like they're making things more difficult than the officials are during games. I will say this: this is another thought that I had. Oh, man, this is the thing about watching this stuff, sports all weekend. They all start running together. Which game was it where it it looked exactly like the Josh Dobbs throw against Jacksonville? That of course that was Buffalo. I, I think that was the Buffalo game. Oh, sorry, that it was. It was Josh Allen, right? It was Josh Allen, yeah. and they called it what? Incomplete. Incomplete. Justin, what did I say that Monday show? I go. Do you know why the Titans didn't get that call? Because his name was what? Joshua Dobbs. Joshua Dobbs, yeah. Yeah, that's why he didn't get that call. Because his name is Joshua Dobbs. And he was making his NFL, was his second NFL start? First? No, no second, second, second. Yeah, second, second NFL start. That's why. And if, his, if your name is Josh Allen, it's incomplete. I, I've, seen, I've seen photos on Twitter. I'm sure both of you have. Sure. Right? Side by side. You tell me the difference between the throws. Well, the difference is they actually looked at Blur the they, helmets, they, they blur the helmets, at, and blur out the jersey color. The difference is they actually reviewed the Joshua Allen play. No. The, 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 the Allen play. No, uh, they did the Dobbs play, and they came back in like 1.2 seconds. They, no, they didn't. Uh, you can't. You 
got to show me a picture of somebody <laughs> looking at a screen of that play. Nobody was looking at that. No one looked at that. They didn't have enough time to, re- to rewind the tape. They had already called it. By the time the TV audience saw the replay, they had already called it. I, I agree. We talked about it. So there's no it. way At in the least. world they, they no. reviewed that. They said Get out they of did. Here. They oh, said well, they did. they say a lot of things. They didn't review that. But, but seriously, I, I did want to get y'all's opinion on this catch-no-catch situation again. Thankfully, it did not impact the game, whether, no. you know, with it being such a lopsided win. Uh, but it, it just seems like we we take a few, st- you know, great steps forward, but then we have to go back. It's like the Preds. Oh, look at you weaving that in there. I did think of you on Saturday. I did have a, a thought that I was like, man, if they lose this game, Nate is for sure going to be the first caller on Monday. There's not a doubt in my mind. So I actually – was watching, I think it was, I think I turned off in the first period on uh, Thursday night because I was driving up to Gatlinburg with some friends. And um, I, yeah, I don't think, yeah, we didn't get to watch the uh, LA teams game, but we saw the score just basically go everywhere on Saturday night. Well, after the clunker in St. Louis and jumping out to a 2 nothing lead 39 seconds in, and then found themselves down 3-2 after two, I was like, man, if they don't figure out a way to win this, this is this is not good. Not good at all. Now, luckily, they played a really good third period, and they came away with a nice win. That's a nice win, but, man, if they wouldn't have won that game or didn't even get a point in that game, I don't know, man. I don't know what we'd be talking about today, quite honestly. I mean, unfortunately, I think we'd be saying the exact same things we have been, and we're just talking in circles. I'm not so point. sure about that. There's a reason you I just said so? that. I'm not so sure about that. Mm. I don't know. They keep talking about wanting to bring Tomasino up, but they don't. And I understand he just got over an injury maybe a couple weeks ago, but still, you've been talking about bringing him up for how long now this season? And he's still not up? So, yeah. I re- unfortunately, I can't trust what they actually say. Look, I'm pro Tomasino. I'm big fan of Tomasino, like you. But Tomasino isn't the reason the season has gone the way it's gone to this point. I mean, he's no, no, it's, it's not it's Tomasino. Not. But I mean, I, I or like the to lack see him of Tomasino. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. you know, that's it, the bigger picture is the way this team is playing, not whether Tomasino is in Nashville or in Milwaukee. True. Yeah. 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 Oh, very. All right, Nate. Appreciate the phone call, man. Yeah, yeah. Y'all have a good afternoon. You too, sir. Yeah, it's um, the catch. No catch. Yeah, it's just it's the same. You're right. It, there, there's a lot of calls in sports where you go, you feel like it's going. I felt that way about go, you know, goalie interference for a good while in hockey. It's like, man, every time you start feeling good about it, then you feel like then they revert back to their old ways. Yeah. I mean, they've they've changed the the catch rule a few years ago. It's been over a decade now that you have to complete the catch and and all of that. So, according to the new rules of completing the catch, or relatively new, uh, you know, it wasn't a catch. Uh, the catch by the the Buffalo Bills receiver in the end zone. It wasn't. If you got to complete the catch according to the rules and hold on to the ball, it just it just wasn't. I I mean. 
if that's the new rules, if that's the rules, and then, then, you know, that's the rules. It just – I disagree I, I, with the I rules. I, I don't like it. I don't think – a receiver should have to hold on to the ball all the way to the ground, out of bounds, right? And all that. When all you have to do, supposedly, yeah, is break the plane of an invisible line with possession, and then that's it. And then that's it. And they can that's knock the touchdown. ball ten yards up yeah. in the air. It doesn't matter. Out the back it, of the but end he zone. He broke the plane. But and the minute that's he breaks it. an invisible line <laughs> that none of us can see, it's touchdown. That's all you got to do. But if you catch the ball in the back of the end zone, so the boy, fall, you have you gotta to complete the kick. You gotta fall and cradle that bad boy. You have to get up and spike it. It's gotta be in your spike hand. it. You what? gotta you have to go present it <laughs> to the to the umpire just to make sure he sees you. And you have to mark you present with the ball here in the end zone for the touchdown here. Let's go to Eric. Eric, you're up next. Welcome in. Hey, guys, I'm not calling to talk about this. The kind of reminds me of a couple of catches. One, it reminds me of the Dallas-Green Bay game where Tony Romo threw the pass to Des Bryant, and that was boy, a whole controversy. Boy, playoff boy, game. boy, boy, boy. Yeah, playoff <laughs> game. And also, I'm wondering if this still was a catch. You guys may or may not remember this. The Cowboys Super Bowl when they were in New Orleans playing against the Denver Broncos and stalled back through that touchdown pass to Bush Johnson. If you remember, when he rolled over, he didn't have the, the ball at that they ruled that a touchdown, but in today's NFL, that probably wouldn't have been a rule. Oh, today, a that's not a touchdown, wow. without question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without question, yeah, yeah. that's not a touchdown. So, right not- now, Cowboys fans are using examples of Roger Stallback. <laughs> that's what we're doing today. Listen, that's the that's Eric, examples you want Eric, to use don't today. Don't let him give you a bad Eric. day, Eric. Don't let him give you a bad Rogers. day. Remember Tom Landry? Do you remember? Don't let, don't let him. Ed Too Tall Jones. Don't mind Do him. You remember him, Eric? You go ahead and have a good day, sir. Don't you mind him? No, I'm just trying to have an example. I'm not trying to start a controversy, though. But guess what? We really can't talk about was all four playoff games this past weekend. All the teams that won were the teams I thought were going to win. The only one that pretty much score-wise was what I thought would be with the Dallas-San Francisco game. The rest of the games, I was surprised. First of all, as far as the Kansas City game, I really thought Kansas City was actually going to blow out Jacksonville. But hey, give Jacksonville credit. They're definitely going to be the favorites in the uh, FC South next year, which they should be. But you also got to give to Kansas City, even though Mahomes get hurt. You had Chad Henney, 37 years old, come in. Drive 98 yards to get the touchdown, which was huge. And Jacksonville just had those two turnovers, which hurt them. Uh, guys, and, and also, as far as the other Saturday night game, I'm not surprised that Philadelphia won. Did I think they would destroy the Giants like at 38-7? No, I did not see that coming. I thought Jalen Hurt uh, certainly would, uh, be, would be hurt, but apparently he wasn't really hurt. And you got to give uh, them credit. I knew the game was over when uh, the Giants – uh, went for it on that fourth down and eight. They didn't get the first down. But they pretty much drive the game. But, guys, do you also realize that the Eagles have 11 free agents? I heard upon this out uh, uh, over the weekend. I think it was uh, Jeremy Fowler was talking about they had 11 free agents, eight on defense, and guys at this. So they're going to have some guys they have to decide whether or not they're going to re- resign or not. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see. Justin likes as- Jason Kelsey. Is he a free agent? Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I don't. Okay, I, okay. I, I I have no idea if he is or not. Okay. And guys, as far as far as Sunday, I wasn't surprised since I had one. I, and you probably heard the point spread just for kickoff had went all the way up to six points. And I was like, why the, the point spread for Buffalo? Everybody said, like, oh, Cincinnati's got all these offensive linemen out and all this type of stuff. Listen, what I see what to do last year, 
I kind of was a little bit hesitant earlier this year, but the Bengals approved it to me. They had three offensive linemen out, and they still rushed for over 100 yards against the Bills, and Joe Burrow was only sacked once, and the, and the Bills only had like 63 yards rushing. Yep. I mean, they they proved it to me, and I'll tell you what, guys, I would not be surprised to go into Kansas City and win Sunday, and they spoiled all the plans. I think a lot of people just not willing to give the Bengals credit because I think a lot of people were hoping they'd see Kansas City Buffalo again like the game last year and another shootout. Well, since that's spoiled, that, the only thing that's going to mess them up is their owner becomes a chief skate because I know they're going to have to resign Burrow and a lot of these guys pretty soon, so we'll see what happens. And as far as Dallas and San Francisco goes, guys, I tell you what, I had a feeling Dallas was not going to win this game, even though Dak certainly, you would say he's a better quarterback than Purdy, even though Purdy didn't have um, a great game. He at least didn't make the big mistake for them. Uh, and I definitely thought the turning point of the game was the second pick right before the half where Dallas had a chance to go up and San Francisco drove back down and got three points off of it. You know, and some people said this. I think you have to seriously look at this. I think you have to think about drafting a quarterback uh, the Cowboys do next year. Dak's in the seventh year. year. He's going to be 30 next year, and it's about time he's been there seven years. So I don't yeah, know but, if they've but got But what are you going to do with that? I mean, he, he's – they're – they're totally locked in with him. It's like I know, the Russell Wilson in Denver. It's like I know. Denver can want to get rid of him, but they can't. I mean, I agree with you. They can't get rid of him, but I still think they're going to have to look at draft quarterback. I don't I don't think it's Cooper Rush, but, you know, how much long he's going to have. I definitely don't think Zeke's back, and you had told Apollo to get hurt, which that hurts him as well, too, because he's going to have to have ankle surgery. And um, it's also going to be interesting to see if Dallas probably is going to look for a kick in the offseason, even though – if the kick was blocked, Meyer would still no, no, no. They, they can't anyway. bring him back. They can't. Yeah, yeah, they got to yeah, move. Yeah. He's done. And they got to move. I'm telling you, I, I, I think personally, both road teams are going to win. You've got San Francisco's won 12 in a row, and Cincinnati's won nine in a row. Whatever Super Bowl you get, guys, you're going to have a ton of storylines. And I, one final thing, guys, I'll get off. The one thing that kind of surprised me: usually, division weekend they consider is the best weekend. I really didn't think the games were guys all that great to me personally. You know, I thought I last weekend you, was a lot better. Yeah, yeah, you, you're right. These, these games this weekend was not that great, but we'll see. But you're going to have interesting sword lines, whatever the Super Bowl matchup. I think some people, you know what they're probably hoping for? Kansas City, Philadelphia, Andy Reid going up against his former team. <laughs> Jason versus Travis. There you go. Don't forget yeah, that yeah. one. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Bad family blood. Hey, hey guys, y'all take care. We'll talk All to right, you soon. You too. Be like the Harbaugh thing times two. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was covering that Super Bowl in New Orleans. Oh, oh. Jim versus John. Yes. And the awkward Tuesday presser. Who is mom cheering for? Right. And Jack. And yes. Jack Harbaugh was there. And, oh, yeah. That was the that was the Super Bowl. I told you the, the weird uh, Joe Theismann, Beyonce yeah. moment. Yeah. I think that was New Orleans. Yeah. In New Orleans. I think that was right. Yeah. Some of these Super Bowls are. Weird things there. never happen in New Orleans. So That one. That one was crazy. All right, we'll come back. 615-844-5600. More of your phone calls. We'll go east at 3 o'clock to begin the second hour. We'll bring in our man Vince Ferrara. But more conversation on this Monday next here on the McFarland Show.
Are you looking for a trusted partner who knows AT&T business inside and out? ABS Communications is an organization built on the premise that telecom solutions and working with companies like AT&T can often be complicated and the customer needs someone to help them navigate through these complexities. They make complex simple. Whether it's helping maintain, manage, or secure your business, ABS Communications is here to help all your business telecom and mobility needs. Their business was built with the goal of simplifying the process of connectivity for the customer and establishing a long long-term relationship of trust through transparency and accountability. ABS Communications is a top five AT&T authorized agent with over 200 years of AT&T technical experience. You can call Mark and the gang at 615-349-8588 or you can visit their website at abscomcomm.net. And remember, mention the McFarland Show to ABS and you could get up to $250 in a Visa gift card for new ABS business customers. You're the one who protects the flock, and that requires an eye for detail. Because when safety and well-being are on the line, it's the details that can save lives. Even when no one else is watching, you see everything. Granger gets you, and we're here for you. And all the ones who get it done with a wide range of safety products and solutions. Plus board-certified safety consultants here to answer your questions. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. NFL Plus is here, which means no matter where you are, this is how you football. You can stream live, local, and primetime regular season games on your phone or tablet. 45-minute game replays and more. That's how you do it right there. This is the NFL for every fan. This is football freedom. This is your game on the go. Wherever you are, this is how you football. Go to plus.nfl.com slash radio and start your free trial of NFL Plus today. Terms and conditions Howdy apply. Howdy, folks. I'm back to remind you about the best steakhouse in Music City, Bob Steak and Chop House. The only place in Middle Tennessee to get A5 Wagyu steaks cooked to perfection. And when that special day rolls around to treat that special someone, make your reservation now at Bob Steak and Chop House. From petite fillets to massive tomahawk ribeyes. When somebody asks, where's the beef? You tell them. Bob Steak and Chop House. Make your Valentine's Day reservations now and treat the best in your life with the best in Nashville. Bob Steak and Chop House at the Omni Nashville Hotel. Your exclusive national sports radio, WNSR Skyscan forecast for today. It's going to be mostly cloudy, high 46, partly cloudy tonight, low 26. Increasing clouds Tuesday, the high 52. Cloud showers and gusty winds for Wednesday. Utilizing the resources of the Motherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio, WNSR. If you didn't hear on Friday, I had reached out on Thursday night to someone who works in the 49ers organization. All right. Somebody in the building every day. And said, hey, you know what? What do you think of Rand Carthen? What do you think of this hire? And this was their response. This is coming from someone who works for the 49ers organization. Rand will be fantastic for the Titans and Nashville. Everyone in our building loves Rand. We're excited for his opportunity, but sad that he's leaving us. He's easy to talk to and really connects with everyone. Has a great sense of humor. I'm sure you guys will enjoy working with him. I'll be watching the press conference tomorrow. 
and that's kind of how it played out. Now, yeah, look, absolutely. Did he win the press conference? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you have to – I mean, you really have to – there's – it's very few times – like, I, I'll try – obviously, I'm trying to think of uh, – here's one that comes to mind. Okay. I know it well because I pretty much said it. I didn't pretty much. I said it. Like, wow, not impressed with that press conference at all. Jeremy Pruitt did not win the press conference. Okay, <laughs> the opening. That opening press conference is like, what? What in the? Who? What is that? I. <sighs> I mean, just country, and I just. I was like, that's wow. the next head coach of Tennessee. There's a lot of people who like. That. He sounds like a high school football coach. There's a lot of people who love that. We can go to school and what? There's a lot of people who like that kind of thing. What? I, okay, no, it didn't okay. Work I out. didn't say everybody felt like it, me. It I'm saying work, that's how out, I felt. You know. I was like, "Yeah, that this is what the University of Tennessee has hired." Yeah. Oh, now yeah. I know Bill Keen got on here, and you know he may very well be the next defensive coordinator at Alabama. And you know I believe he's got football smart. He's just not head coach material. Okay, not everybody is. He's not head coach material. But that was a press conference. I was like, "Yeah, that that was not a good first impression." Didn't. I, didn't love that one. Ran, he won it. He won it on Friday, right? Yes. Everybody's no giving the big thumbs up. Yep. Everybody feels good about it. Yep. Now, the, all that that the celebrating is over, right? Yep. The honeymoon is over. Yep. Everybody wish you well. You're the best. Hey. Hey. We believe in you. Who gets a standing ovation when they walk in the building? Go it's get him, the champ. Last time he'll ever get that. <laughs> Go get him, champ. Unless they win a Super Bowl on yeah. his watch. He'll never get another standing no, no walking into work again. No. Okay? That was a one-off. Now it's about results. Yeah. Now it's about what you got, man. Yeah. Now what you, What are you going to do? How are you going to fix this mess? Yeah. Because I don't know how you felt watching Saturday Jacksonville. Right now, they're a pretty good distance away from Jacksonville, I think. No, I don't. Think I do. That at all. I think, okay, they're, that's I think fine. they're pretty good distance. Okay. Away. They, they right now they're just. I don't feel like they're in the same league as Jacksonville. They got a lot of work to Not do. The same league. Well, I mean they are technically. Okay. They're actually in the same division. They are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, literal in the literal sense. Y- yes. But yes. I mean, I right now they got a lot of work. They're they're not to Jacksonville's level. Uh, not okay. A, not not from what I see. Okay. Now, am I ready to anoint Trevor Lawrence? No. No. But I'll tell you what, he grew up this season. Sure. He grew up a lot. Mm-hmm. Great season. Now we'll him. see what the follow-up is, right? Because yeah. I'm always curious of the follow-up. What is the follow-up season like? Can he do it again? Run it back. Yeah. Wait a minute. Can you run it back and get better? Yeah. That's what I want to see. Yeah. I'm just saying right now, looking at the Jags and their situation, they have a – Evan Ingram looks like he's found him home. Oh, yeah. This is the Evan Ingram we all thought the Giants had, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. First-round pick. We watched Evan Ingram in the SEC. We watched well, him. And we're like, man, but it just – in New York, there was – I was like, man, I guess he's a bust. I guess he's a flop. Uh, or now he's back to being a stud tight end well, with the Jags. We also thought Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley were flops, too, until they changed the coach, and all of a sudden, hey. Maybe Evan would look like that now, maybe, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how that happens. You're and everybody blames the players. And all of a sudden, oh. Joe Judge, you do not trust. You you mean 
you put the dolphin in water and he swam? That's amazing. Because we had this dolphin up on dry land and it didn't look very good. <laughs> it's just, you know, I don't understand people sometimes. It's so like, you did not trust the judge? I, no, I never trusted. Yeah. He never did anything before. What did he do? He was the special teams coordinator and quarterbacks coach for the for the Patriots. And and what does that get you? I mean, he stood in, and, and the NFL's made this mistake a lot uh, with several coaches. People who just stand next to Bill Belichick for a few years, they think the magic dust rubs off of them and that gets on Bill Belichick and it gets onto them somehow, and it doesn't work that way. Um, but no, I don't think Joe Judge... Uh, he should have been the head coach of the New York Giants. I think there was a lot of guys who could have been a little bit better off with that, and now we're seeing the results of that. So, so there's that. As for the Titans, I don't think the Titans are all that far away from Jacksonville at all. Myself, um, and I understand, you know, I understand why you you would say that. I, I get it, but the the Titans didn't get exactly blown out or dominated by Jacksonville during the times that they played. Uh, they played them fairly close. Now, they weren't healthy one time. They had a guy off the street, a quarterback the other time. You know, could things have gone better? Could they have played better? Sure. But was Jacksonville lights out, head and shoulders above the – no, no, I don't no, – No, I didn't say lights out, head and shoulders. I said right now. You said I they're not in the same class or whatever. Not, not right now, but that doesn't mean this offseason can't change that. Like, everybody banged on Jacksonville for their – Free agent signings. Christian Kirk overpaid. Christian Kirk turned out to be a pretty darn good receiver oh, for him good. this yeah, year. Sure. Zay Jones, pretty good. By the way, this Agnew guy, he may be the best returner in the game. Looks he's good. a real threat. Yeah, looks good. I mean, he's a real – Titans do not have that. No. But it doesn't mean they're, they're lights out better than the Titans right now. I just – I don't see that. You know, we're, we just talked about the fumble and, and whatnot a few moments ago. There's no telling if they had called that incomplete. The Titans don't beat them the last yeah. week of the season. Yeah. And then what are we talking about? Could have been. I mean, the, the, the distance is just not that far. Yeah. It's not like the Titans, you know, got boat raced by 30 points. It's really going to come down to does Trevor Lawrence take another step forward? Yeah. Because if he does, then that will create the distance. If he doesn't, then, yeah, then you're right. It, it's not, it's not, there's not a huge gap. There's not a big gap. But if he gets just better from this year three and he turns into the number one pick overall and he's slinging around like these other cats that we all can identify as the best in the league, then it'll be really difficult because that's where the Titans have struggled, winning division titles whenever there was a guy by the name of Peyton in mm -hmm. there, yeah. there was a guy by the name of Andrew Luck in there, yeah. and there was a guy by the name of Deshaun Watson in his prime yeah. there. And, that, you know, and if he turns out to be one of those type of guys, yeah. then they'll struggle. No. You know, Jackson will start winning more division titles. Yeah. Oh, well, they listen, I'm not saying Jacksonville doesn't have a run in them where they could win several titles. But, I mean, honestly, I just don't. We'll have to wait and see the moves the Titans make to get a little bit better, maybe. Or maybe they're just going to blow it up and start over. We still don't know. Yeah, we don't. By the way. We don't. What they're going to do here with this. All right. We'll come back and wrap up the first hour of the McFarland Show. We'll do that next.
With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. The package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. Hey, Nashville, start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's oldest local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic, treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown Music City. Today on Hey Culligan, reverse to reduce. Here's Bob. Hey Culligan, I love fresh water, but I got plastic bottles coming out. Whoa, Bob, you are not kidding about the bottles. But did you know Culligan's reverse osmosis and always-on drinking water systems provide fresh, clean, delicious drinking water and help reduce the equivalent of over 15 billion plastic bottles from landfills worldwide? Holy fresh, (laughs) environmentally friendly drinking water. Am I right? Right, Bob. And we're already on the way. Let us help you out with free in-home water tests from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. Divorce can be complicated, especially if children are involved. If you're a father and want to protect your role in your children's lives, remember Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men with matters like these for 30 years, and we'd love to help you. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Nashville area attorneys, a partner men can count on, 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. Online at CordellCordell.com. As a prof- Professional realtor in Nashville for more than 40 years, Richard Courtney is one of the city's top-ranked real estate brokers. He's also the author of two books and the real estate columnist for the Nashville Ledger. What does all of this mean to you as a home buyer or seller? Expert knowledge, guidance, and trust. Give Richard Courtney a call today at 615-300-8189. That's 615-300-8189. Or online at richardcourtney.com. Nashville Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM has been your home for sports for 20 years. From typewriters to Twitter, fax machines to Facebook, we have you covered 24-7 and on the go. Finding us online is as easy as at Nash Sports Radio, Twitter, at Nash Sports Radio, SoundCloud, at Nash Sports Radio, Facebook, at Nash Sports Radio, or search your app store for WNSR. 20 years of sports, anytime, anywhere. From Nashville Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred is how you can get in touch with us. The McFarland Show rolling along on this Monday afternoon. Our buddy Johnny from Vancouver, mm. British Columbia, weighing in on the show as he tweets at us. He said, I am totally thankful to be a Titans fan than to be a Bills or Cowboys fan. Hmm. The last time the Cowboys went to a conference title game, I was a freshman in high school. Yeah. Been a long time. Winning the Super Bowl is hard. You know, it's, you know I, I did a count this morning, Darren. There are 12 of the 32 teams in the National Football League that have never won the Super Bowl, and we're going into Super Bowl 57. In 57 years, there are 12 teams who have never won the Super Bowl. 
That's a third of the league who has not won the Super Bowl in 57 years. It, it's hard. It's very hard. You want to hear a crazy stat? Go for it. All right, Cowboys fans listening, Eric and all the other ones that, that call into the show, earmuffs. Mm. Of the last 54 NFC Championship game participants, okay, just so do you understand that? That's two teams. That's 54. That's 54. NFC. So how many years would that be? 54. Well, no. Oh, 27 NFC Championship years game participants. 27 years. Dallas joins Washington and Detroit as the only teams to not have played in one. All the other teams in the NFC have Wha- done it twice. Wait a minute. Washington and Detroit. Yep. In the last 27, oh, 27 years. Okay. 27 years. Okay, very good. All right. Only Dallas, Washington, and Detroit have not seen the NFC Championship game. Yeah. All the other teams in the NFC have played in at least two. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I guess so. How about so. that? Yeah. have to pause and rewind and think about that. But, yeah, I can see that. You know, it's hard. It's difficult. It's very difficult. And that's why these losses are so soul-crushing at the end of the year because you think you got the squad finally. If you're Dallas, you think you got the squad. If you're Buffalo, you think you've got the squad. You got your quarterback. You paid him. You got your receivers. You got your – you think, you, you know, these are your – finally, we're going to break through. We're going to get mm. – we lost to Brock Purdy? We got C.D. Lamb. How did we lose to Brock Purdy? I mean, what, what happened? We got we got Elliot. How do we lose to? Uh, he was seventh round. ABC News. I'm Victor Okendo. Brandon Say says there was something that wasn't right when a man walked into the Lai Lai Ballroom in Alhambra, California, Saturday night. He, he was looking past me into the back ballroom, and then it seemed like he was looking for people people to harm, I think, because the way he was looking seemed like he wanted to harm others. Say, an employee who had been working at a Lunar New Year event at the ballroom, then saw the man had a gun. Say managed to wrestle him to the ground, took the gun, and ordered him to leave. Authorities say the man had just opened fire at another Lunar New Year celebration in Monterey Park, California, killing 10 people. More from ABC's Matt Rivers. Officials still trying to identify all of the victims in this case. The sheriff not giving a ton of specific information about these people, only saying that these were not young people who were victims. They were a little bit older in their 50s, 60s, some even older than that. Authorities say the suspect died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound as they closed in on him. This is ABC News. If you came across someone struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? Would you notice a 16-year-old boy who got got his first job, not for extra spending money, but to help feed his little sisters? Or a mother who's in between jobs and sometimes goes to bed hungry so her kids can have dinner? I am the one in eight Americans who struggle with hunger. I am hunger in America. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. They say they'll get your biggest tax refund. Jackson Hewitt says your biggest tax refund guaranteed. And a chance to double your tax refund. 
thousands in weekly prizes during the Double Your Refund sweepstakes. Your biggest refund times two, twice the money. So forget about them. File your taxes on the Double at Jackson Hewitt today. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal tax return. Promotion ends 4 Visit jacksonhewitt.com for rules. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language. Like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. And they're designed by real language teachers, so you learn how to have real-world conversations, things you'll actually use. It's incredible. After using Babbel, I'm ready to start having real conversations in French. There's all kinds of ways to learn. Use Babbel's podcasts or games or videos. You can even join live classes with a language teacher. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Évidemment. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. You can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. Now back to the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Show me the money! Call now at 615-844-5600. Alrighty then. Now the McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin. Second hour McFarland show on this Monday afternoon. Ted East, let's bring in our man Vince Ferrara, aka Vinny. 991 the sports animal there in Knoxville. Vinny, what's up? What up, boys? There's always lots going on. So good to talk uh, to you guys as always. Yeah. <laughs> it's never never a dull moment, no. is there? No. Was it dull for the Lady Vols? That was a heck of a come-from-behind win in Columbia, yeah, and Missouri. It, and they didn't have their uh, one of their best players in Jordan Horston in that game. So, yeah, 8-0 run to close out to kind of steal a, a road win and stay undefeated at 8-0 in SEC play after they had a little bit of a rough start. At the beginning of the year, non-conference, they played some really good teams, and some of those were close losses. And then they lost to Mari Key, their uh, dominant uh, all-SEC player uh, inside for the year. But they've been able to overcome and put it together, and they finally got Rakea Jackson, the Mississippi State transfer, playing at the level she was expected to be coming in. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, they got a couple of stars and, uh, and playing really well. So uh, uh, they got college game day coming on Thursday. First of two trips for college game day to Knoxville. Yeah. UConn and uh, the always beloved sarcasm, yes. hashtag sarcasm, uh, Gino coming in on Thursday. And then uh, Saturday, once again, uh, Reese Davis and the boys for uh, Tennessee and Texas in men's hoops. Read my mind. That's where I was going next. So you said Key is done for the season. Is that right? Uh, well, I don't know that? that they've. Yeah, I I believe she is, but 
Um, it was a long-term injury. I, I don't know if they've, um, you know, wanted to put those absolute parameters on her, but um, I haven't heard anything otherwise to say that, you know, it's it, it's going to change anytime soon. But it, it was a, a, you know, pretty significant injury early on. So, you know, likely yes, but we'll see. Is South Carolina the best team in the country again? I mean, that, they just came through and played uh, Vanderbilt. What was it, the end of last week? I think it was like Thursday or something. And, I mean, they – I think they won by like 50. I mean, uh, those those ladies, that I mean, they're the best team. And UConn, we've been so used to that for so long. UConn's not the best team in the country. Like South Carolina no. is back to being the best. I mean, they, they're, they're probably going to win it again, right? I think so. Um, they've just every year they have one of the one or or two best players in uh, in all of women's college basketball. Leah Boston, um, you know, and and just on and on. So they they're some they're they're the new UConn and the new they're going farther back Tennessee. But yeah, Don Staley's an elite coach, and they get the elite players and. So yeah, they are. Uh, UConn will come in and they won't have one of their better players too. They've dealt with some injuries, but South Carolina, uh, for the last couple of years, has had the most talented team. I think that's the case again. On the men's side, that's a heck of a bounce back from uh, a surprising loss last Saturday to Kentucky. That was a nice bounce back this week, and of course, Ziegler did not play well in that game, as we talked to you last week about. But boy, did he have a a nice bounce back week. Uh, he was he was critical on their two victories. Well, what they what they did was out of necessity is in the first game on Tuesday against Mississippi State on the road, they were without two of their starters. Vescovy is nursing that shoulder that he banged up, uh, re injured that Kentucky game, and then Tyree Key was sick, so they were without two starters. So they moved Zakai Ziegler into the starting lineup for the first time since early in the year when Barnes sent him to the bench after a tough outing. And they had him and uh, Josiah Jordan-James in the starting lineup. And after a rough first half, I mean, Ziegler had like five turnovers in the first half against Mississippi State. He was lights out, four three-pointers in the second half. The team made eight of nine three-point shots in the second half, and they – uh, won that uh, Mississippi State game impressively after a slow start. And uh, Ziegler was a big part of that. Then they just dominated LSU from start to finish. Ziegler was back in the starting lineup. They had a new starting lineup, which I think is their best five, with Plavchich, who was out sick. He didn't play in the game, but they kept James in the uh, in the starting lineup. And I think that's their best five. And they had Key coming off the bench. I think that's their best lineup. That's their most trusted lineup for end of game. So start well and uh, and see how many minutes you can get out of that smaller lineup. So, yeah, Zakai Ziegler's 48 assists in his last six games. And that's eight per game. That is elite. So uh, they're, they're, as they typically do, have a bad loss. They seemingly always bounce back. That's why when you guys asked me about it, it's like I, I don't, I don't think there's going to be any sort of lingering issue at all. Well, that's going to be a fun one. I watched Texas on what was it Saturday night against mm-hmm. um, what were they? I think they were playing West Virginia. I was watching that game. 
They're sixteen and three. They're a top ten team in the country. That that's going to be fun on Saturday. Yeah, I've seen Texas a few times. I'll study up on them this week, but yeah, they have athleticism. They have done a great job considering you know having a coaching change without Chris Beard there. Uh, they they had some talent to work with to kind of put that together. And Thompson Bowling Arena will be sold out, and game day will be here. Uh, Tennessee announced last week they had three of their upcoming games. Of course, Alabama, Texas, and I think one other one um, that uh, are that were announced as sellouts, might have been Florida. And so, yeah, there it'll be full throat for Texas too. There's there's the whole both of them call it call themselves UT. There's the shade of orange. Uh, there's Rick Barnes against his old team. There's the conference rivalry. Yeah, there, there's plenty of reasons. And, and then that, I guess the last year of that SEC Big 12 challenge, too. So uh, a different opponent. It'll it'll be pretty hype in Thompson Bowling on Saturday. Before I turn it over to Justin, let me ask you one baseball thing because mm-hmm. we're going to go to Omaha uh, in late June. Tennessee didn't get there last year. Vanderbilt didn't get there. Love to see both of them there in the College World Series. But how much did last year's upset in the Super Regional, how much talk is that going to be serving as motivation? That The rankings came out there. Number, Tennessee's number two in the country. Um, you know, How much do you think we will hear them, or will they not, talk about what happened last year and how they're going to try to, you know, right that wrong by getting there this year. I don't think they're going to shy away from it. Is it? Do is they it ever the shy thing? away from anything? No, no, it's a fair point. <laughs> but I don't think I don't think it's a it's going to be a a crutch or a theme like they they want to they want to win and you you got for athletes to be elite you got to have that self-motivation to begin with and then you get your edges in different in different ways and I think that will add to it it will be a different team this team is number two in the transfer portal rankings so they've got some new pieces they lost almost all of their everyday defensive lineup so there'll be some new pieces so that's kind of my point where situationally yeah it will but for other guys Kyle Booker and some other guys that are looking for bigger roles this year, yeah, it's disappointing. But, man, they're thinking, how can I play? How can I be a starter? How can I, you know, make myself into a, a potential pro pro- prospect? And you do the things you need to. So that will come up. It will be discussed. But the, the reason why this team is good is because of what they've set up and the players that they continue to get in here and continue to develop – uh, so, yeah, it, uh, it, it'll be a part of the equation, but not the only thing. Vince, I want to ask you about, uh, about football, if we can here, sir. And sure. that is a, a key question that I really want to get your opinion on, and that is how does getting players to the NFL affect the Vols' recruiting aspect? Uh, in other words, if they cannot get some players and their names called, is that – does that have a direct effect on how many kids want to come to school? Well, right now, I don't think it's a big negative effect. I do think, though, Justin, that that is a box yet to be checked. 
mm. for Josh Eiffelman's coaching staff at Tennessee is having a having that resurgence of Tennessee players in the NFL. Because if and when that happens, people are going to start to bring up on the national level how that's the way it used to be, which is true. And that has not been the case. Tennessee has been middle of the pack in NFL players. And the NFL players that they've had, a number of them, have had better pro careers than how they were used in college. So Mm -hmm. to to change that narrative and to keep it from being used in negative recruiting, I think that is a box that needs to be checked. They're getting some guys there, but they need them in greater volumes. They need them higher in the draft. And for Josh Heupel, he needs them at quarterback to be successful because there is that thought process that, or, or at least that, that narrative that I'm sure other schools will use. Well, yeah, Josh Heupel can prepare you and get some, he can, he can get you some great stats in college, but you want to get to the NFL and he, and our guy can get you the NFL. There's, there's that track record for some other guys where Josh Heupel has had gotten the most out of a lot of guys and put up big numbers. So it's, it's something that's not, hurting them per se but i think it can take them to the next level when you check off those nfl boxes and start getting a lot more guys i do think that starts this year with some higher level prospects this year yeah obviously we're looking at a couple of the wide receivers that could go relatively early i know there's a lot of questions still about uh hendon hooker who was on the mend uh from Mm -hmm. the knee injury but he's going to the senior bowl anyway uh he's going down there just to uh, kind of participate in some of the non-physical drills. Uh, what are you hearing about that? Oh, I think it's it's a huge plus for him. I was uh, I was thinking how difficult it would or unfortunate it would be that he would get to miss making that impression on all those NFL people uh, with his injury. But him still getting the invite, him still going. He's so impressive, and people people are going to fall in love with him. Now, they're going to have the question of the physical, which hopefully at some point before the draft he will be able to answer and do some things. I don't know where that timetable is. He says he's lifting weights and uh, doing some things, and, and it's going along at a really good rate in his rehab. But um, I, I think he can make some impressions and, and really – make connections to where people are going to want reasons to to have him higher on their draft board. The injury is going to set him back probably, you know, more most likely looking at day two or three perhaps, but we'll see what he's able to do before the draft from a physical standpoint. But, man, as impressive he, as he is, I think that's that's a, a real big plus for him to make those impressions with those NFL teams. Just as somebody, Vince, who's followed the NFL a long time, I think, this is just me talking, I think it'd be a real shame if he went all the way to day three. I mean, he's a guy with considerable size, good arm strength, has played very well, been very productive. I know he's dealing with a knee injury, but going to day three, I mean, that's that's – that's that's rough stuff if that's what happens to him uh, because the guys in round five, six, seven sometimes aren't taken seriously at times. I know we're looking at Brock Purdy and, and San Francisco, but he's the exception, not the rule. 
I, I agree with you. I think his productivity, his character, you mentioned the skills are, that are there. He, uh, I, I think, makes great decisions, obviously protects the football. It's a big part of the NFL. I think the scheme works against him a little bit. Mm. The, this Tennessee offense isn't necessarily a progression offense, which is really what you see a lot in the NFL. They also have wide splits with their receivers, something that is not utilized in college ball. He's never under center. So the NFL is doing more of the college things, but these are going to be reasons for NFL teams to question him uh, or want to see more in those regards. And how does he do in those things? Is there a transition while he kind of shows them what he can do in those other areas? But the, the scheme kind of back to what we were talking about before the scheme is so effective on the college level, but there are some some drastic uh, uh, differences with the the typical NFL game. Uh, but it is an evolving NFL game, so maybe maybe somebody only takes one. Somebody will say, "I'll take everything else, and he's going to do the work, and we'll be we'll be all right." Well, you can't coach size. He's six four, so you right. can't coach that. Um, so he's got he's got that going for him, if nothing else. Uh, I wanted to ask you about uh, some of the transfers the Vols have already gotten in. I, I see they've gotten a brand new uh, defensive back from BYU. Once upon a time, he was at Vandy. What do we know about him? Yeah, Gabe Judy Lolly, his first career interception against Tennessee as <laughs> he picked off the great JT Shrout. Uh, now it's uh, Colorado, I believe. Wow. And um, and in mop-up duty in national a couple of years ago, so uh, yeah, he's he's experienced, he's position versatile. They needed DBs, want to add to that competition. Uh, I think Willie Martinez, our DBs coach, likes those kind of guys. They had Wesley Walker last year, where you could kind of plug him in in different places, kind of mentor some younger guys, and maybe ha- has a role. So uh, it uh, it was the fifth since the since signing day the fifth uh excuse me fourth transfer that they've added they officially just announced the others that we had talked about uh prior the wide receiver from oregon the offensive lineman from miami and the defensive lineman from arizona state so they kind of announced all those guys together today just a, a little while ago ut did officially so um yeah it's uh, it's a neat position and Probably probably not done in the portal, although maybe a little bit until the next window comes up after spring ball. We'll see. Who do you got in the big game? Huh? Who's going to come out victorious on Sunday? Who's going to be playing in the Super Bowl? What you got? Well, the, the Eagles were, to me, the most impressive team this past weekend. I said before the playoffs started that the 49ers were the best team. Uh, they didn't look the best yesterday, but you know, Cowboys should bring a lot to the table. So I will stick to my pre-playoff prediction of the 49ers being the Super Bowl champs, but a little bit shaky as good as the Eagles looked last week, and the Bengals are coming on. Man, that was impressive too. So Bengals, 49ers? Uh, yes, I will. I will say. I will say. Bengals Forty Nine ers for a third part, time. Part three for a third yeah. time in the Super Bowl. Can yeah. the Bengals play anybody? Well, you know, I guess they did last year, but yeah, that'd be the third <laughs> time. So the, four Super Bowl appearances, if that plays out, and yeah. three of them are against the Forty Nine ers. Maybe it'll have a different straight, outcome. 
Right. Absolutely. And four straight over Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City if that happens. Boy, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. Vince, great stuff. Appreciate it. Have a great week. Uh, man, it's going to be fun having uh, game day there twice, and uh, we look forward to talking to you on Monday. Yeah, it will be, uh, be fun. Guys, have a great week. Always a pleasure. Thank All you, right. Vince. Vince Ferrara, 99.1, the sports animal there in Knoxville. Yeah, they will host Tejas on Saturday. <laughs> you went back to the original there, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty cool, though, getting um, – Getting game day there twice? Yeah, that is very cool. Even though I don't think of game day the I same know, way I, I do know, I know. in the college football season. Well, it's, so. it's not the same. <laughs> That's the reason you don't think of it the same. I was like, well, oh, yeah, it's yeah, not really Game same. day's there. Yeah, but, but it's, 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 it's still cool, though. You it's know. fine. Yeah, great. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. sure. They can be here. Sure. 615 <laughs> Well, I, you know, we're wide open the rest of the hour. You can set the table with us and give us a call. We'll take it however you want. There's a lot of things to get to on the other side here on the McFarland show, Nashville sports radio. Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the Best of Rutherford County voting for Best Liquor Store and Top Wine Shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers, from a leading financial firm on maximizing your income in retirement. That's right, free. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuities in simple-to-understand terms that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. And it's free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, summarizing the rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. Call 800-715-9880. That's right. Annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling today. Call 800-715-9880. That's 800-715-9880. Sponsored by Annuity General. Producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term. We're going to get into our routine with Daily Tennessee Jackpot. You got a dollar? Let's have some fun with it. Let's get those numbers going. How many are we picking? And one. And two. And three. And four. And five. Let's go. All of us Tennesseans are having fun now. Let's play and play. Work out a win with drawings every day when you play Daily Tennessee Jackpot. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. It's a Bill King Show. I just, I, if Nick coached another seven, eight years, I would not be shocked at all. 
I wouldn't be. Now, I'm not predicting it because I don't think you can predict that kind of thing. We don't know that. If he coached to 80, I would not be flabbergasted. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. Sometimes I read the silliest stories during the break. Here goes, real quick. And then All we'll right. get to Tony in Nolensville. A certain famous person mm-hmm. just spoke at the Harvard, the Harvard Business School. Very good, sir. Yes. And people are crushing this individual and Harvard for having her speak at the Harvard Business School. Now, is this person actually good at business? Actually, they're fantastic at business. Okay, well then, I guess they should have a voice. Now, um, unless they are viewed as a by a lot of people as a joke. Oh, but they are highly successful. Oh, when it comes I think I, I think I know where you're going here. Look, I am in that group of eye roll whatever. Sure, like, I am not in the business of defending that family. Okay. I think I understand where we are. But, and I'm going to say her name. Oh, okay. But. I didn't know there was a, if we were. I around, don't so. understand this one. Like, no matter how I feel about Kim Kardashian or that family, mm-hmm. the one thing they have figured out. Oh, yeah. Is how to make a whole lot of money. Oh, they, they have now, turned attention into dollars. You may think of it as a joke, like me. Oh, like, wow. how are they famous? They're famous at what? They're famous at making money is what they they're are, famous at. They are at. doing that. She's a billionaire. Yeah, listen, as a journalist, I can say definitively that they have made a lot of money. You know, that that is fact. <laughs> they have turned attention into money. No, I think she's a billionaire. Oh, she is. Yeah. Yeah, oh, no question. No, she has turned so attention she, into products that yes. has equaled money. There's no question about that. She's the ultimate influencer, right? When you hear of social media influencer, She's the ult- She's the yeah. poster child. Yeah, she's, for influencer. She's yeah. Like if you were one, if you are someone who's an influencer on social media, you would look at her as the standard, right? Oh yeah. No, she's she's the queen now. Yeah, it's no question. Selfies. Who do you think invented that? I mean, I'm just <laughs> saying. I don't really have much good to say ever about. But on this one, like, I'm actually going to defend this. Like, okay, well. It's Harvard Business School, and she's a billionaire. So I, she's got to have a little street cred, street cred when it comes to that department. She's a, she's a businesswoman. Well, how she you know got some of that she, money is she's a businesswoman. Is you know, but I get it. Yeah, All she right. she's the product. Enough enough said. I can't. Okay, but that's just a weird rabbit hole I, I went to down. Bring that up. Okay. I know that was a weird rabbit. No problem. Hole. Yeah, you go follow that up with Tony and Nolansville. Yeah, let's go to Tony and Nolansville. What you got to say about that, Tony? Welcome in. Good afternoon, guys. And uh, I can add to that a little bit. All right, Tony. Last oh. night, my wife and I were watching game show, the Michael Strand, the $100,000 pyramid. Sure. And one of the questions in the where they win all the money, mm-hmm. ironically, was when the box flipped around, it says, what something that Caitlyn Jenner would say. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> And I oh, said, boy, man. you could go down on several avenues with that one. Yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you can. 
How about so, that? Uh, that's that's the pro that Tony is. He added on to yeah. a Kardashian story. Brought How about that? some Caitlyn Jenner with that. And brings in a Caitlyn Jenner. I mean, there you go. Good for you. You got to know how to use your segues, guys. Well done. <laughs> uh, I was looking. I read an article in the newspaper. I was a little behind this past week on reading articles and read it over the weekend. Um, it was in the Tennessean. And it's the young guy that writes uh, college football. A good writer. And he was talking about the recruiting and where Georgia and SEC ranks going into this next year. And he is, the story on the recruiting was going back to pre-COVID, nobody spent more money on recruiting since Kirby Smart has gotten to Georgia. Nobody has spent more money than Georgia. They were, from 2016 to 2018, approaching $3 million on recruiting alone. And now that COVID hit and the portals become important, they've still got the the hold on the recruiting pretty much. And no one, that anybody that comes to Georgia, nobody is leaving the program through the portal. I'm sure they got a few, but not many. And then you've got some top, they're one of the top classes where people want to transfer to them. And then they've got a top recruiting class. Guys, with all that said, you know, they've got a lackluster schedule coming up next year. I think the toughest game is going to be UT. I don't see how or why they won't three-peat. Y'all agree? Well, it's yeah, you're playing the, the, the early it's, schedule. It's a whole lot there. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. It does. We've already talked about this yes. since they won the national championship game, and we did go right. over their schedule. It's, it's just say it's light. It's, yeah, it's very light. They they don't it's a have. Cupcake. It's soft. Yeah, ten, Tennessee in break. Knoxville is there, and that's in November. That is their. You know, it looks like on paper going to be their toughest, toughest game. Yeah, but in in Georgia's defense, but things though, could change. It, it, yes, but in Georgia's defense, it's not their fault. That it's light or necessarily it's an SEC schedule. You know, SEC team that they are, they had to play Auburn every year. They got to play Florida every year. They got to play Tennessee every year. Those three games are not supposed to be light. <laughs> Those are supposed to be heavy games for them. Uh, and they're not right now because of the state of those programs, in particular Florida. Uh, that is not typically what Florida has been the last 20 or so years. So, you know, the, the Georgia schedule looks like but you know it could play against them too because what if they run it against somebody in the sec championship game who's not light well and the other thing we don't know is what is life without stetson bennett going to be like truly true no, i we mean don't know. That look, is true. yeah you can bring yeah, in a five-star recruit to replace him and that's fine and and maybe they don't miss a beat but sometimes you know certain guys just have it right they've got mm-hmm. a certain mojo a certain thing and it's very clear stetson bennett had it because the last dead. two years, they were lights out with Stetson Bennett. Now, can you just not skip a beat with him not being under center? I mean, I guess if anybody shows that you can do that, it's probably either Nick Saban or Kirby Smart, right? True. So That is true. Yeah. Justin. I sir. You reported this morning on your TV show mm-hmm. 
something that I thought was rather startling. I hadn't heard y'all talk about it. Okay. The pipe bursting at the stadium. <laughs> yes, sir. That, why was that not spoke of or brought out until January? Well, the Titans weren't trying to hide it exactly. What happened was, Tony, it got caught up in the rolling blackout discussion. So it wasn't that they were hiding it necessarily. It just no one was really asking them about it. I'm sure if we had asked them about it earlier, uh, they would have told us about it, but very few people asked them about it. Only one local writer and one other TV station even mentioned it before today. And it wasn't until they they gave that sports council or the sports authority update uh, that it, Isn't that that it really came to light. How that program, you're te- you're saying that right there, but the, almost simultaneously or in December, the Predators had their break, and it was spoke of, and because they did have a hockey game that particular day, uh, but theirs was boom put out there immediately, and I just found that rather interesting. Almost same different scenarios, if you want to put it that way. Happening, one's just now being reported per se, and the other one was, you know, to the forefront pretty immediately. I'm, well, I the other one had to cancel two games. Yeah. <laughs> if the Titans had to cancel the Texans game and the Dallas game, then, you know, it would have been a much, much, much bigger story. There was also water rushing out on the street on 6th Avenue there for a little while, out of the arena. So people driving by could see it. Yeah, the arena and that is was, not the case here with Nissan The arena Stadium. had three feet of water standing yeah, in a lot of areas. Yeah, this was not that. This was not that. But if I'm the Titans staff over there and their administration, to me, what a perfect another, another thing we could use in order to make sure we get our stadium built. That's just, that's just where I was going with that. And, uh, I mean – you know, who knows? It's going to happen. And, guys, last but not least, on the four games this weekend, um, Darren, I think it was you mentioned it or somebody, the Philadelphia Eagles, they look about as strong as anybody. And I think, to me, they're being the least talked about team. I'm going to let y'all talk about that, and I'm going to get off of here. Thank you for taking my calls, guys. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Tony. Uh, I did not think they were going to rip apart the Giants. Like, I thought they were going to win, but I did not. I thought it was going to be a game, yeah. And it was not a game. Far from it. The 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 Giants just ran out of magic dust or yeah. whatever it is. And listen, the Giants were suspect all year, so it's not like the Giants were world beaters. I mean, they played well but at times. But they were playing but, well at the end. Yeah, but I mean, they were kind of leaking oil. At, you know, it would have been it have been tough for them to to come in and win that game. Uh, Eagles were just dialed in. Well, think about just it, though. dialed in. We we were all curious because Philadelphia sputtered down the stretch without Jalen Hurts. Yeah, yeah. What was he really like, right? Yeah. How was his shoulder really going to affect it? So it was okay to question, what are they going to look like? Yeah. Could they be rusty? Yeah. Is Jalen Hurts going to be rusty? Is he going to be 100%? Is he going to be 70%? And he looks totally fine to me. Yeah. I mean, I no, he looks fine to me, I mean, too. So I guess we can throw all that out the window. Look, the bottom line is we got the two best teams in the NFC. The right NFC championship game is being played. Yes, I would it agree is. with that. Yes. And look, I, I don't want to take anything away from Cincinnati. I would not have – I've already said it today, mm-hmm. and I'll just continue saying I did not expect Cincinnati to win that game. But right now, the two best teams in the AFC are playing each other. We have the four best teams in the league – in my opinion, playing in the championship games. Yeah. They just are. No, they are. 
I, I would like agree. They all that. deserve to be there. I would agree with that. They've all beat the teams they were supposed to beat. Uh, run the road games and home games. They won. They won. They beat the other best teams around them, and now they're in a position to go and try and win this Super Bowl here, which I think. Yeah, you know, I was just rolling through it. It would be Mahomes. He'd be the only one. Mahomes is the only one that's won it before. The other guys are st- still searching for number one here, uh, and that's yeah. always a special, special time here for for franchises to get their first one in a long time. I guess Philadelphia hasn't been that long, but the other ones has been a really long time. Well, Joe Burrow was there on the doorstep last year. Couldn't finish it. No, I suspect if they get back this year, it's a real shot he does finish it. Who knows? That. A lot of people could think that, but it depends on who they run up against now. Yeah. Well, uh, it's going to be tough. I mean, San Francisco yeah, I mean, Philadelphia. Yeah, they're, they're going to be it's tough customers, be tough. you know, regardless here with very young and hungry coaches on both ends here uh, who want to really get this done. Andy Reid's the veteran now. I mean, he's literally the father of this. I mean, everybody else is <laughs> relatively young. And, and, and one more thing here to pass along. Andy Reid going to his fifth. AFC championship game, and he went to five, if I recall, NFC championship games with the Eagles. Did he not? Did they go to five straight? Uh, five straight? Uh, I think the Eagles went to four or five straight I mean, I know NFC they went, championship games. They went to one Super Bowl with McNabb. Oh, they, they kept losing six. them now. Well, I know. That, I was going <laughs> to say, they went to a bunch and they lost. But you I know, don't know about five. I don't know about five straight. It, I, maybe you're right. I don't, I don't remember five straight. It, it is... Highly impressive is it's all I'm lot. saying it's a lot. For, for Andy Reid uh, to be able to get this done uh, with two different franchises uh, to play in that many NFC Championship games. Here it is, Darren, 2002, 3, 4, 5. So that was four. They went to four straight NFC Championship games, not five. Did he go to five total or just four total? Uh, four total. Four. So this will be nine? Yes. For his career? For his career. For a, for a league that's set up for parity. That, that's amazing. Nine conference championship games. In different conferences, by the way, yeah. with two different franchises. Very good. Excellent, as a matter of fact. Hall of Fame. Board. I'm going to go on and just step out on a limb and say he's going to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't asked for his mustache already. <laughs> You just grow a new the one, one, Andy. What, whoa. We need that one. Oh, I wasn't sure if you were talking about the ones he draws no, on, not, on the no, team No, no, not those. Plane. His actual mustache. Oh, okay. Not his the ones actual with the mustache. Sharpie on the team plane. Yeah, no, no. The, okay. The big red one on his face right now. Okay, gotcha. Uh, Tony brought up the new stadium. Is there any new news on that? Because there's something I do want to say about that. But do you, is there any new news on that front? Not, not, not earth-shattering, no. They continue to work on the contract and – you know, but no, there's nothing brand new that uh, would would cause new, you know, me to when I interrupt programming. Well, there is something newsworthy on that front. A okay. friend of the show. Come on with it. What we talking about? I was a little surprised to hear this and and saddened to hear it. But you know, look, he deserves to. Ah, he deserves to retire. I know what you're speaking of yes, Butch Spearden is yes. going to retire this he is. summer. Yes, he is. After 30 years of service uh, here, every a little bit 30, more than 30, that. 30, more than 30. Yeah. Actually, Three decades plus. Going to 40, closer may, to he 40. He may be clo- – it's probably at least 35 years. Yeah, yeah. Reshaping this city. Yeah. He's going to ride off in the sunset. Yeah. I mean, he's got the two last things on his agenda. The stadium is one of them. The stadium is one of them for sure. The racetrack over at the fairgrounds is the other one. 
Okay. Those are the last few things that we think will be finalized in the next six months or so. Actually, with the stadium, they're saying it could be August by the time they finish all the paperwork. But it'll be smooth sailing by the time Butch decides to to hang it up later in the summer. Yeah, won't be the last time we talk about it. We'll have to get him on. But, yeah, Butch Spearden mm-hmm. saying uh, he's going to retire this summer. We'll step away. We'll come back. More of the McFarland Show next. Prescription products require an online consultation with a health care provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey, guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4 slash joy. At Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash joy. That's 4 slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Individuals and businesses with tax problems. Listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now, 800-785-9132. That's 800-785-9132. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-785-9132. Dazzling diamonds, royal rubies, elegant emeralds, and stunning sapphires. Now's the time to discover an exquisite variety of radiant, prize-winning jewels that are set to take your breath away. This gorgeous, one-of-a-kind display won't be found at the finest jewelry stores, but rather at your nearest Tennessee lottery retailer with Jumbo Bucks Jewels Instant Games. Collect glistening top prizes of up to $300,000 and make every win sparkle. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. Mickey Yates is here, ladies and gentlemen. As a fan of both of the men, this is the place to be. Do you want to know about sports? This is the place to be. Listen to John and Greg. This is it. Wow. That was awesome. <laughs> I quit. Yes, no, I'm done. That's, that's, a, a, that's a mic drop. That's a mic drop. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. So something we haven't talked about is what is the success of the 49ers going to mean for them moving forward? No matter what, look, I think once you get to this doorstep, I don't know how much could really change. Maybe I'm wrong. You may feel differently. What do you mean? Well, 
when you get to the NFC Championship game, you're one game away from the Super Bowl, and then mm-hmm. you get to the Super Bowl, you're one win away from you know being the champ, world champs. So, what does that mean for Brock Purdy? Their quarterback room ah. for next year, uh-huh. because this yeah. is how it works. Rand Carthen, this is how it works in any line of business, mm-hmm. right? That is correct. You have familiarity somewhere. That is correct. You're going to lean on that familiarity in your new role. And so if Rand Carthen, look, the work has already been done when he was on the 49ers clock. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to bring it. You know, when you have, uh, let's say you're exploring somebody for the Let's say the Denver Broncos. Okay. Well, I mean, you're okay. You you don't. He's an outsider. You gotta. I don't know who you lean on in those situations, but try to learn a little bit about them, or you fly somebody in and you get a little one-on-one meeting with them, or what have you. Mm-hmm. But you don't really know, right? You no. don't really know. Like a free agent signing, you don't really know. No. But the 49ers, he would really know. Oh yeah. He would really know. Injury history. Right. Everything about them. He knew his parents. Yep. Talked to them. His third grade teacher. You know everything. Yep. So, you do wonder. They got three quarterbacks. One they traded up and gave up a lot for in Trey Lance. Mm -hmm. That we have. He isn't even. I don't even. Not even sure he's. He had a cup of coffee in the NFL yet. Barely. I I, I right? can see how many games he's even played in. Did he even get a chance to pour sugar and cream in it? Or I don't think so, right? Not really. No. So we don't have a clue what he is. He's got a better idea than most. You would think. Jimmy Garoppolo, what are they doing? Brock Purdy. I mean, I I guess. And then there's a whole lot of other guys over there that, you know, maybe free agents or make a trade. And you do wonder – what he may have up his sleeve with a San Francisco pipeline. Trey Lance, by the way, eight total games in two years in the National Football League. He has started four games, record of two and two. He's uh, thrown the ball 102 times. He has uh, five touchdowns and three picks. Pretty small sample. Yeah. They can't. For, for starting four games is not a whole lot. I mean, and starting, he, he has started two more games than Joshua Dobbs. <laughs> that, that's the truth. Uh, and Malik Willis, I think, may have started just as many games as Trey Lance has in two years. Uh, so it's a very small sample size uh, for Trey Lance yet. So nobody really knows what he is. You know he's a first-round pick. You know he's highly touted. You know that much. You know he's got good size. Now, can he stay healthy? That I don't know, you know, and is the are the Titans going to be in the mood for someone like Trey Lance coming off of a soft tissue injury? Correct, is isn't that what he's got? Did he have a? Uh, yeah, I, I believe he's got a he's got a knee or something. I haven't paid attention to Trey Lance in a good while, so I don't know. And I don't know what his injury is, but you know, is the football team going to really be in the mood for you know that kind of a person that can't stay healthy? You know, on a football field. Well, I'm not saying that the 49ers, you know, never miss. But they have been pretty darn successful since John Lynch has taken over. Ankle injury. Okay. They, they've had a lot of success. They've won a lot of football games. Yes, they have. And so, but that doesn't mean they haven't missed on players. I'm just saying they identified him as a guy that they were willing to give up a lot, a haul to get to. 
They felt really good about Trey Lance. Yes. And again, not saying that they don't miss, but that's an organization that's had a whole lot of success and have identified talent mm-hmm. and have done a really good job of drafting and signings and trading, done a whole lot of good. Yeah. And they identified him as really, really, really good. To your point, there's no telling if Trey Lance would have looked even better than Brock Purdy has looked over the last few weeks. We don't know that to be certain. Well, Brock Purdy has lost a game yeah. in his NFL career. Yeah. I mean, all that he's done is come in and they've just won. So, again, maybe right now the way they're set up, the way they're set up is it doesn't as long as that person doesn't hurt them, they just keep winning games, right? You like Brock think. Purdy wasn't spectacular yesterday. No. He was okay. No. But I will say this. It's not like, you know, Malik Willis's last start here, it was very clear. They're like, oh they were scared to do anything with him. I mean they I mean what do you how many attempts did he have? Pass attempts? He threw for like 60 yards. I, I don't remember all the. It was very clear. They were like, yeah, we don't, I don't trust him doing. Like they don't, they're not taking that approach with him. Like they're not afraid to do stuff with him. He he wasn't Joe Montana. No. But it wasn't like they were also operating scared. They weren't operating scared with Brock Purdy. He was okay. Mm-hmm. But it is interesting the way they've set that thing up. That it's almost like you can just insert. It doesn't mean it'll. It'll play out that way next year, right, with a whole brand-new season. It's saying the way it's set up right now, it's like, hey, man, just go in there, make a couple couple big plays. Yeah. Don't hurt us. Yeah. We'll win the game. I think they're organizationally on the same page as far as what they wanted to do at that particular position. And my whole issue with Tannehill versus Malik Willis is that they're two completely different guys. So when you put Tan, and you know, you know what it's like, Darren. You'll remember this. It was like the uh, the Kerry Collins, Vince Young days. I mean, you had two guys at quarterbacks who could not be more opposite in their playing style, and in a moment's notice, you'll have to go from one to the other, and it was completely a different way of doing business depending on who was back there. And I think the Titans have gone through that this year with. You know, there is a there is a wider jump philosophically between Ryan Tannehill and Logan Woodside, um, or a smaller one. There, there's a you know, there's a wider jump between Malik Willis and the way he plays and Logan Woodside and the way he plays versus Ryan Tannehill. So you're getting Ryan Tannehill light with Logan Woodside, where you're getting at a completely different thing with Malik Willis, and I think that has played into the what we've seen out of Malik Willis. Um, largely, the offense doesn't fit him. It, it doesn't roll with him. He can't do anything in that. And it doesn't, you know, he's a dolphin on dry land is what I'm getting at um, with the Titans. And so, now, could he look better elsewhere in another system? I think he could. Um, but, you know, here we are with what we've seen, so we'll, we'll judge that. Back to wrap up the Monday edition of the McFarland Show next. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. 
Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-529-2856. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-529-2856. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-529-2856. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. For affordable term life, call 800-529-2856. You're the one who protects the flock, and that requires an eye for detail. Because when safety and well-being are on the line, it's the details that can save lives. Even when no one else is watching, you see everything. Granger gets you, and we're here for you. And all the ones who get it done with a wide range of safety products and solutions. Plus board-certified safety consultants here to answer your questions. Call, click Granger.com. Or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. NFL Plus is here, which means no matter where you are, this is how you football. You can stream live, local, and primetime regular season games on your phone or tablet. 45-minute game replays and more. That's how you do it right there. This is the NFL for every fan. This is football freedom. This is your game on the go. Wherever you are, this is how you football. Go to plus.nfl.com slash radio and start your free trial of NFL Plus today. Terms and conditions apply. Golfers, tee it up this Thursday through Sunday at Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the Callaway Fitting Event and be the first to score the new Paradigm Woods and Irons. The woods are engineered with forged carbon to maximize distance and forgiveness. The irons feature a forged face for increased launch speed and spin. A new paradigm in performance. Go to WorldwideGolfShops.com and reserve your free Custom fitting experience happening this Thursday through Sunday. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Jim Rome is here weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio, WNSR. Give the show a couple of weeks. You're not going to like it. Nobody likes this show the first time they heard it. My wife hated the show. I married her. Give it two weeks. If after two weeks you can honestly say to me, you know what? I listened every day for two weeks, and the truth is I hate you more now than I did the first day. Then I'm going to be man enough to say to you, you know what? You probably aren't that smart. Jim Rome, 11 to 2 on Nashville's original sports radio, WNSR. We'll try to catch up to Eric Castletine, or with Eric Castletine. Memphis Grizzlies basketball. This week. They're back at it again tonight. I watched their game Friday night. Against Lakers. the Lakers. Yeah, I saw so that. They were absolutely in control. They had an 11-game winning streak, longest in the league, and they gagged it away. Yeah, well. That wasn't the story. No. The story was Shannon Sharp sitting courtside. Yeah. Say that fast five times. Shannon Sharp. I'd rather not. Shannon Sharp sitting courtside. But him getting into it with Ja Morant's dad. Yeah, T. Morant. Getting into with... Oh, and I just drew a blank on the player. Um, was it Desmond Bain? No. Steven Adams. No. Yeah, it was Steven Adams. Not, He's not, right. But, you no, know, Steven but Adams came over. Too, yeah. No, it was the – look, they're a bunch of smack talkers. Smack, oh, yeah. Smack, smack, smack oh, yeah. Talkers. It's all good. I was going to say something else. Yeah. Don't so, say that. And what <laughs> – this is going to drive me crazy. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's driving you nuts on the 
on the other player. Yes, because that that's who he was getting into. And I watch it. I tell you what, he handled it pretty darn well after the game because he was asked about it, and he called uh, Dylan he called Brooks. Dylan Brooks. That's who it is. Dylan Brooks. And he was like, yeah, if I, what was the word he used for Shannon Sharp? You know, for like an everyday fan, you know, I'm not surprised. He called him just a regular pedestrian, I yeah. think is what he called him. Funny. Which, you know, he's just like, yeah, he's just yeah. a regular dude. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, but it's L.A. So, because yeah. he was like, you know, do you think if a fan should be talking to you guys like that? And he's like, yeah, but it's L.A. Yeah. He handled it well. I mean, yeah. he, he didn't have a whole lot to say. No. But Dylan, it was Dylan Brooks that started the whole thing. Yeah. And then Steven Adams came to his defense, and yeah. then John Moran's dad got into it. And Shannon Sharp was escorted out at halftime, and then he came back. Yeah. And they hugged it out. And they hugged it out with John's yeah, dad. A few words at the end. You know, it's all good. But it's a little like, dust up. It's okay. It's entertaining. Yeah, it's interesting. They lost by a point. They should have beat the Lakers. Yeah. Should have beat them. And then last night. So I, And then last night. So after all this football, last night. Mm-hmm. I tune in. They're down. I flip over. They're down 29 to the Suns. I was like, jeez. Off night. Yeah, right. <laughs> Guess. Off night. Was you know, that, listen, who was sitting on the front West row Coast swings? Listen, I don't know. Well, had nothing to do with the front row. No. But then I kind of drift away, you know, doing some other stuff. I have it on just in the background. They hit a they hit about an 80-footer. Is it Williams? It's like an 80-footer at the buzzard in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Well, evidently, that sparked Memphis. Because they came out, and the next thing you know, late in the game, it's a two-point game. Yeah. It's called a run. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and the Grizzlies fell just short. They lost by a bucket. But yeah. they were down 29. Extremely talented. Man, to Phoenix. Yeah. Their place. Extremely talented. They almost game. came back and won. Mm-hmm. Now they've dropped two in a row. But tonight they play Sacramento. They'll be all right. Yeah. Have a great rest of your Monday. That'll do it for us. Stay tuned. Afternoon stretches next. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 2 o'clock. See you then.